0: one word that comes to mind when thinking about the holidays, and it's absolute chaos. Today's episode is going to be your ultimate survival guide for the Christmas holidays, the Christmas season coming up, how to handle our family members, how to deal with grief around this time. Maybe you're going through a breakup. And today's episode is all about the ultimate survival guide for the Christmas holidays. I think for most of us, we can all agree to Some capacity that no one's Christmas is perfect, whether that's, you know, you've got your first Christmas this year without a family member because they've unfortunately passed away or maybe you come from a broken family or maybe you come from a family who doesn't celebrate Christmas or maybe you don't even have a family to celebrate Christmas with or maybe you've even, you're severely broke at the moment and you're just filled with stress and anxiety because you can't afford presents and you just feel like there's so much pressure on you right now. And you can't buy everyone gifts. Or maybe you're going through a breakup right now and it's your first Christmas time without them. Because I know for a lot of people coming into this Christmas season, a lot of breakups do happen around this time. And it can be really fucking hard for everyone. So if this time does leave you feeling stressed, if you are going through a difficult time right now, if you're looking for that extra bit of help or knowledge on how to survive the Christmas holidays, then keep listening to this episode. For me Christmas has always been a weird and challenging time but I guess every year it does get easier and easier because I don't know if you guys know I did do an episode with my mum and I feel like I've touched on it briefly but my mum had an accident she's now in a wheelchair it happened when I was like 10 11 so a very long time ago but it happened on Christmas Eve so every time Christmas comes up me and my family, especially my mum, we associate Christmas time with that accident and how her life and everyone's cha- her, her life, and everyone's life completely changed. And every year it has gotten easier and easier and easier. And I feel like I used to love Christmas when I was a kid. And since the accident, I am more of a Grinch, if anything. Like I'm not really one who cares about this Christmas time. I don't really get all festive. I think, like I still remember in high school, My friend Maria, she loves Christmas time and I was that person who was the Grinch and she always tried to get me into Christmas and I tried to be more open to it, you know, like going and seeing the lights and getting a tree and going to like the Maya Christmas windows, just trying to get into that spirit. But I think I just hold a lot of memory and maybe a lot of trauma associated around this time. I also come from divorced parents. I come from a family. Wait, did I even touch on what happened to my mom? I just said she's had, yeah, she had an accident on Christmas time, around Christmas time, ages ago. I also come from divorced parents. I come from a family who I deeply love, but also deeply triggers me. I come from a family who has a lot of trauma around Christmas. I am someone, like most of us, who definitely gets on social media around this time and compares my Christmas and my family to everyone I see on my social media and it's like oh why doesn't my family celebrate Christmas this way or why isn't my family all happy and joyful like that family looks or why doesn't our food look as aesthetically pleasing as that family and why do all of these kids get all of these amazing presents or that family of that photo that someone's put up on Facebook makes it look like The family just gets along all so well. All the things that come to mind, that's what I feel like a lot of us can relate to when going through this Christmas period. I don't want this episode to be a depressing episode. I just want more people to listen to this and just feel validated and know that if you're someone who struggles around this time whether that's, you know, you genuinely can't afford presents or like there's a lot of trauma around this time for you because like maybe you don't have one of your parents with you or whatever it is that you're not alone. And to some degree, I think that every single person has at least like something going on at this time that we can all relate to. And Christmas Day for me is interesting because I have to see a lot of people, which I'm grateful for and blessed to be able to do that because I know not... Everyone even has family or friends to be around during this time. Like I literally remember when I used to work back in Warrigal, I was doing disability for a company and I worked Christmas Day for a few hours for a few years. It was only like like a two-hour shift. But the client that I would go to on that day was alone for the whole entire day. They didn't have family. They didn't have friends. It was just them. In their house, doing their thing like they do every other day. And it's sad. So I'm not complaining. I'm gonna explain what I mean by like I have to see so many different people. Like I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to be a fuckwit by saying that. Because I know that I'm very fortunate to have so many supportive people around my life. But what I'm saying is Christmas Day is the probably the best word to describe it is overwhelming, because now I have a lot of people to see. Because obviously coming from divorced parents. I've got my dad's side that I see and my mum's side. I also have a boyfriend who I see his family. I also, my dad is engaged. So we also have their family. It's like four different types of families in the one day, hands down easily like 70, 70, 70 different like types of personalities in the one day, jammed into that one day. It is a lot. I think Christmas day for anyone, regardless if you are with family and friends on that day, it is exhausting. I get it and I think there needs to come a point like I was even having conversations with my mum last year like we're coming up to because I see so many people on the day I feel like there needs to be conversations had very soon that Christmas day almost needs to like be split in half so maybe whether or not that's like me and my family on my mum's side spend Christmas on Boxing Day so it's like one less thing on Christmas Day or like maybe like really try and like stretch Christmas day over like Boxing Day and Christmas Day so it's not all jam-packed. So if you're someone who's like, I guess experiences that as well, I definitely think it's time for me and you both to maybe set some boundaries and have them have some conversations of like, um, would really appreciate it if we just split the load and the amount of people that I see and break up seeing families over a period of like a few days so it's not jam-packed into the one day. When you're around your family over the holidays, I know for a lot of us, our family triggers fuck out of us. And I think there's a lot of toxic dynamics that our families have. And even for the families who have the most perfect dynamics and they all love each other, at the end of the day, there is still room for improvement with absolutely anybody. And I think I always say this all the time. Every family, every person to some degree has dysfunction, carries trauma, has traits that aren't perfect. So... But even for the families who have the most perfect dynamic and they all love each other, at the end of the day, there's still room for improvement and no family is perfect. And I think in terms of that, I want you to do this. When you're around your family, I just want you to observe. I want you to watch the way everyone interacts with each other, how they speak to each other, how they speak to themselves, some of the patterns that come up and just witness the sensations that come up in your body and how you feel around them. I don't want you to react to them. I don't want you to react to their comments, to the tension, to the off energy. I, because that is, I don't want you to react at all. I, by observing, this is creating self-awareness and that is the best thing you can do in the moment. And by being aware and witnessing your body and just observing and not feeding into the patterns that your family is presenting, you're going to have a better time when you're around your family. And this goes for like Christmas day, any other day that you're with them. Just observe how you feel and don't react back. So now I have, I've put together 12 or so different tips of, 12 or so tips for surviving the holidays. But before I get into these tips, can I just ask you guys to stop whatever you're doing because you love me hit the follow button and leave me a rating wherever you listen to this podcast. Literally, it will take you a few seconds. Please, if you're driving, please do not do it. But if you're walking, if you're at work, if you're in your bedroom, it will take you a few seconds. I appreciate you. I love you. The more ratings I get, the bigger the show gets, the better it's going to get. And when you do good, you receive good. Okay, so let's get into the tips. I want you and me both to stop putting so much pressure on ourselves to follow the expectations of what Christmas should look like. I think for our whole entire lives, we have grown up watching all these cheesy movies and read all of these books. And it's almost like conditioned us in a way to... To think that Christmas is just this like most perfect thing and that nothing goes wrong and that our houses should look a certain way and that presents should be a certain way and like gift, gift giving is the be all and end all and like everyone's happy around Christmas and it's all perfect, but it's just not the case. So the first tip is to stop putting so much pressure on yourself around this time. Number two, pick your battles. I did put up a question box and I told you guys that I was coming in to do this episode and I wanted to know if you guys had any questions or topics that you wanted me to talk about around this topic and a lot of you pretty much asked the same thing, like how can I handle my family? How can I prepare myself for the, you know, conversations that are going to come up, the political debates, all of this? So my tip here is to pick your battles because sometimes the political debate is not worth it. Trust me when I say it's taken me a very long time to learn that lesson. Yes, me and my family all have different political views. Like, of course, there are some people who have the same and there are some people who have the same political views as me. But when politics do get brought up, especially on my dad's side now, people will always turn around and be like, we're not doing politics. We're not talking about politics. Just stop. Let's just like enjoy our day and Now I feel like no one talks about it and it's great. So pick your battles. Number three, I want you to know your triggers and focus on your reaction, not theirs. Because let's just say like a political debate has come up. Whether or not you want to contribute or or not, that's up to you. I can't tell you what to do. But when having maybe a debate, you can either one, be cool, calm and collected and not let how they react get the better of you. Or you can two, get really frustrated, you can yell, you can scream, you can try and have the last say, you can try and not hear what someone else has to say and at the end of the day, that's not gonna make you feel good because I know for a fact, if you go for the first option, you're gonna feel a lot better. Also, like I said before, just be aware of those body sensations. You know, when your triggers come up and when you wanna react, do you feel tense in your body? Do you wanna react? Do you feel unsafe? Are you on your seat waiting for your family to say something? These are all really important things to just acknowledge and consider. Oh, I feel like my heart is going pitter-patter just thinking about, like, political and, like, political things and, like, arguing your fa- arguing with your family. <laughs> oh. Number four. If you can't afford expensive presents or presents at all, I get it. Don't buy the presents. Instead, I want you to just focus on time you spend with your family and friends because trust me when I say trust me when I say they'll appreciate and remember that a lot more than the gift and people aren't going to care especially if they're good people on my dad's side we do a Kris Kringle and I'm obviously considered an adult now I'm 23 and my my brother my youngest brother Sam is 17 and then Tom, who's the middle child, is 19. We all work. Um, The boys are on apprentice wages. So, like, I don't think they would be expected to anyway right now. But even for me, like, I'm working. I'm not studying anymore. But, like, our family still doesn't expect us to put in with the Kris Kringle. Like, we don't give presents to all of our family members. Like, yes, I give presents to my mum and dad. But that's it. Like, even my brothers, I think maybe I probably should get them a present this year. Mm. I don't know I feel like maybe next year I'll start getting them presents every year but we don't give each other presents because we're all like save your money like who fucking cares especially like the boys like I said they're on apprenticeship wages I could not give a fuck about presents like it's so fun we've just like never done presents um and I know I was speaking to someone one year who was similar age to me And she didn't have any money and she felt really guilty for it. And she wasn't able to buy anyone presents. And I was like, girl, like literally no one cares. Like I don't even know why we spend so much time focusing this time of year on presents. Like there has not been one year that I can think of in my like Christmas, in the Christmas season where I've gone, wow, I remember that day because I got a really good present or because someone gave me a present. I remember Christmas because... Like even though my family's my family, I love them with my whole entire heart and I do have the best time around them. Like they're a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun. You know, there's really good energy more times than not. And they're the days that I remember. Like it's so funny on my dad's side we do this thing every year. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to sing it. Maybe I'll sing it for you guys. Anyway, no one's – well, my grandparents are Catholic but no one's like – really religious but every Christmas before we eat we hold each other's hands it's kind of a piss take but also like we're being serious at the same time and the way that we say grace we hold each other's hands and we sing and we go God is good God is great and we're gonna thank him for our food we're gonna thank him for our food yeah I don't know the rest of it but that's we sing that and everyone laughs and like that is my like hands down like thinking of memories at on Christmas time. I literally just thought of that memory because we all laugh and it's funny and we all look forward to forward to it because it's just one of those moments where you really enjoy. It's kind of obviously you have to be there in the moment type of thing, but you know what I mean? Like you're more likely to remember memories over the present itself. Number five, I want you to minimize your screen time and opt for human connection. While there can be like a lot of baggage and a lot of trauma and, you know, just like a lot of anxiety around this time. I think that we should also try and embrace a season and hold a lot of gratitude for ourselves. You know, it's coming into the end of the year, reflect on the year, spend time with friends, spend time with family, don't go on your phone so you can create and hold these memories with you forever. And we know that connection with people and the relationships we have is like the number one factor that contributes to our happiness and our lifespan over time. It's not gifts. It's not money. It's not our job. It is the relationships and the connections we have with other people and the memories we create with them. Okay, number six. I want you to make sure you have some type of buddy. And what I mean by that is like, if there is conflict, when there is conflict, if if there's, if there's someone said something that's like deeply triggered you or like there's, there's been an event that's happened, maybe, you know, you've got an uncle and he's an alcoholic and like there's drama in the family. I don't know, whatever it is, I want you to have some sort of buddy that you can turn to and talk to about this. I know, especially someone who is in your age range, For me, this is kind of hard because all of my cousins are significantly younger than me. Like I think my oldest cousin is 15 or 16. I have my brothers and I know that sometimes we'll just like give each other the look or we'll make like a little comment to each other because we know something's just happened and we'll just like remind each other, you know, just breathe, who cares, don't worry about them, don't worry about it. And just knowing that like you have someone who you can relate to and understands how you're feeling and kind of take the piss out of the moment, makes things a lot easier and a lot funnier. And also going back to when you do feel triggered, I think put yourself out of the room when this happens, get some fresh air, go on your phone for a little bit, call someone, maybe go and talk to one of your family members and just let them know how you are feeling. And if you do feel really uncomfortable at that time, I know for me, I would be able to go to my mum if something happens or if she triggered me or my brothers triggered me or one of my family members triggered me. And I know that she would be really good and really supportive. So if you have someone like that and someone that you can talk to, definitely speak to them and just make sure you have that buddy with you. Just knowing that you have a buddy is going to make the day a whole lot easier. Number seven, boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. If certain Christmas plans or social events drain you rather than energize you and you don't want to go, don't go. You don't want to stay with your family around Christmas time, then don't. You don't want to stay long at the Christmas event, leave early. You don't want to discuss your relationship status or why you haven't given your grandma grandchildren yet, don't. Your mum's commenting on your weight, tell her to fuck off, politely. You don't want to see or hang out with your family member, family at all, then don't. If you don't want to celebrate Christmas in general, don't. Like I said, at the first point, like stop putting so much pressure on yourself around Christmas or or live out to the expectations of what Christmas should and shouldn't be. Number eight, let's drop out egos for this one. I want you to ask yourself, am I the drama? Because there's a possibility that you are contributing to it. I know for me, sometimes it's almost like as soon as I drive back to Warragul, my body just changes. My energy changes. My boyfriend notices that I'm on edge. Sometimes it's so fucking weird. Sometimes like my bladder pain will come on suddenly, but then it'll like disappear after I've left or like before I get to the house with family. And I like know that like my bladder thing is highly emotional and it's from my anxiety. (laughs) And most of the time when I'm around my family, you know, not most of the time, I don't want to like I'm not bashing on my family, my poor family. My family's listening to this. I love you. This is just like we all have our shit. Every family has its thing. You know, like if anyone knows me and my dad, for example, we know like I love that man with my whole entire heart. But our relationship has definitely gotten better since I've moved out of home. Sometimes I am the drama. Sometimes I am the problem. Like there are times where I don't need to lip off back to my dad or make that comment that I know is probably going to set him off. Or it's like I'm almost waiting on the edge of my seat, like sometimes, not all the time. I feel like I definitely used to do this. It's like I was almost like waiting for him to say something or do something that was going to piss me off and I was ready to bite back. And then I would feel shit afterwards. And whether or not that was just like my cycle and pattern of like, I was addicted to my own chaos and my own stress and I was addicted to the cycle of feeling shit and just being in drama, who knows, probably. But sometimes we've all just got to reflect and just be like, am I the drama? Did I really need to react to that? Did I really need to make that comment? Just walk away. Just don't say anything and just walk away. And I feel like for all of us, especially if you are someone who's very self-aware, Maybe you go to therapy because it doesn't matter what age you are. Oh, my God, I have a story that I need to say at the end of this that made me cry. I'll say at the end of this episode. doesn't matter what age you are. I think with the younger generations in our social media, more and more of us are being educated about, like, mental health and trauma and dysfunction and patterns in families. And, like, even my mum is aware of it. Like, I can't sit here and be like, oh, my God, you know my family has all of this trauma and they've passed it down to me because they haven't dealt with this shit. Like my mum is very much aware of that and she's doing her best, doing healing to the best of her ability. But then you look at my mum and it's like, well, you only know what you know. And you are this way, or there are certain things about you that might trigger me, but you also have a lot of trauma yourself. And that's because your parents had trauma and they pass it down to you. And it's just this generational cycle and it gets passed on and on and on. We're all very much aware of it these days, but not all of our family members are at the same time. And I think sometimes I subconsciously resent my family, well I definitely used to. Like I would take things out on my family and just I guess hold a little bit of resentment for them not being like self-aware or like dealing with their own internal shit or whatever it may have been that then got passed on to me or like maybe I don't want to get into it too deep because I don't want to like I think there's a level of like being really raw and vulnerable on this podcast but then also I don't want to ever disrespect my family um but yeah I know that everyone can relate to that and everyone's got their own shit but ask yourself and be real with yourself are you scanning your family in situations and comments and different body languages because you want to create the drama Because you want to snap back at them. And because you want to have the last say. Because you are addicted to that chaos and that cycle of stress. Okay. Number nine. I think this is all just a really good reminder that you should check in on your friends who are grieving. Check in on your friends who don't have family. Or who are away from family. Like I know one of my good friends, Han, she lives obviously now in Australia. But she's from the UK and she doesn't have any family down here. And it's just... That she has down here. And like, I think it's really easy to forget that not everyone has a close knit group, has a close family, or has family with them wherever they are in the world, or is, yeah, grieving a family member. Like, it could be their first Christmas without a family member, and that's really fucking hard. So I think remember, check in with your friends, check in with your loved ones, check in with your family members around this time. 10. During this season, find things to ground you, whether that's walking in nature more, grounding with your bare feet on the floor, making sure you do breath work, making sure you do meditation every day. Maybe grounding for you is literally just cooking like a nice home meal. I know grounding for me at the moment is yoga. I fucking love it. And yin yoga, warm yin yoga. So it's more like stretching, but I've been loving my yoga and my yin yoga. So I know during the season, I'm not going to stop that. I'm going to keep doing it because it's something that really grounds me. Number 11, if you're having people over, I want you to use a 30 minute rule. I know that you want your house to look perfect. That tree to look perfect. The decorations to look perfect. You want the food to be perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. But stop trying to do too much in too little time. You want an organized, flowing Christmas, a Christmas that doesn't put too much pressure on yourself, a Christmas that's not too expensive and is going and is not going to leave you out of pocket, a Christmas that you can be present with your friends and family member. Your friends are not coming over to your house because it's a showroom. They're coming over to spend time with you and to celebrate the holidays and to be grateful. So if there's anything on your list and it's taking more than 30 minutes to do, then it's not worth it in my opinion. 12 this is a personal dig at myself try not to leave everything to the last minute even though I know that's exactly what I'm gonna do (laughs) no but seriously I'm someone who leaves everything to the last minute and it's not good it um definitely bites me in the ass so if you are someone who is like me and you know every year you say to yourself don't leave it to the last minute don't leave the shopping to the last minute don't leave it to the last minute Maybe make a list every week. Maybe write up like a whole list, right? From when you listen to this episode up until Christmas. Write a big list and like break things down into week into each week that you need to get done and tick them off leading up to Christmas. And don't do the gift shopping last minute. Okay? I did a lot of I, I did a lot of mine on Black Friday, which is good because you know you get it done and there's sales going on and it's great. I can't stop looking at myself so for context I'm in a different room today and there's like a camera in front of me and I can see myself because I can't normally see myself and I just keep looking at myself and I can't stop moving not intentionally I'm like oh hey there it's so weird like looking at yourself when you're speaking anyway I did have a question from the listeners that I wanted to go through just quickly this person asks, advice on it being your first Christmas alone after a long-term relation en- ending? Okay, so first off, it's so much easier said than done. But I think the first of everything are always hard. The first Christmas without them, the first birthday, the first anniversary... Just remind yourself and be gentle and be patient that you've got to get through this first Christmas. Remind yourself that in order to feel better and in order for the next one to be better, you've got to get through this one. And for you, I want you to start some sort of tradition for yourself that you can start doing every year around this time, whether that's, you know, going to the Maya Christmas windows every year or write yourself a letter that you open up every Christmas. So You could do like a letter to your future self and maybe you could write it on Christmas Day or on New Year's Eve and in a year's time, open that letter, read it to yourself and then write yourself another one and like make that a tradition that you write yourself a letter every year. Book a trip. Our brain needs to form new memories and new routines and new traditions post-breakup that is going to allow optimal healing. So it could be something really small like writing yourself a letter every year, or changing up a Christmas tradition. I don't know, like something even along the lines of going and spending New Year's Eve with your friends every year, or hosting like a dinner party, or going and seeing all of the lights with your friends, or maybe you take yourself to the movies and you watch like a movie, Christmas Carol, and you make that movie, Christmas Carol, a movie, a Christmas movie. And you do it by yourself and you do it every year because that's now your new tradition, and your brain is craving new connections. And in order to move on from your ex, we need to shake up our routine and form new memories because when we do that, it gets better and it's going to not fasten the healing process, but it's definitely not going to delay it. Just be patient with yourself. Like, this time is like, it's gonna be really hard. Like, I get it. First Christmas without them, it's a lot but be patient be gentle when you need breaks step away when you need a cry let yourself cry try to be in the moment with your friends and your family make sure that you start that new tradition with yourself give yourself extra care and extra healing and extra make sure you're doing like all of the the habits that you know is going to fuel yourself and fuel your brain and fuel your body and it's going to make you feel a lot better so whether that's you know, make sure you're moving your body every day. Or make sure you're doing like a breath work practice every day. Make sure like you're getting your bare feet in the ground and exposing yourself to sunlight in the first in the morning, every morning, in order to feel better. Okay, the story that I quickly wanted to tell you guys, it was it it literally just made me cry. And I have to share it. So I was out for dinner with my mum last weekend. And she said someone ran into her. It was someone maybe in their 40s. I don't want to assume age, but it was like she knew my mum. It was around like that age, like 40, 50s, maybe. I'm not I'm not really sure. So if you're listening, I promise I'm not assuming your age. And she ran into my mom down the street. She was like, apparently just said, um, we love Lily's podcast our whole family listens to it, our kids listen to it, I listen to it, my husband listens to it and we have on our fridge, on our whiteboard, nothing changes if nothing changes and when I tell you when my mum told me that I almost cried, fuck me, it was such a good feel. Like knowing that someone has like my little motto on their fridge and that a whole family listens to it. this and not only like – knowing that people listen to it, but knowing that like I have all different ages listening to it to it, and like men are listening to it, like full grown men and they're taking something out of it. It just it fills my cup up. And so thank you if you are listening. I love you. I love you all. It seriously means the world. I haven't even got nothing changes if nothing changes on my fridge. So I'm going to do that tonight. It's just sparks my memory. Um, yeah, guys, I just remember during this season, be patient take breaks, set boundaries. You don't have to hang out with your family if you don't want to. Remember to not react. Stop placing so much pressure on yourself for Christmas to be this certain way or that you should be this certain way. If you can't afford it, it's okay. If you can't afford the gifts, it's okay. Check in with your friends who are grieving the loss of family members or if they're going through a breakup. And that is your ultimate survival guide to surviving the holidays. This is going to be live next week, but definitely give this a refresher just before christmas so you guys um get more out of it anyway i love you all have the best week ever i'll be thinking of you all on christmas day um and remember nothing changes if nothing changes